Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. I don't know about you guys. I have been blessed to hear these stories. Have you been blessed? Like I said over here and I see him three times every Sunday and I'm still blessed because this is what it's all about, guys. Like this is what reason that we exist as a church is the stories of lives that are being touched and the people that are being changed. This is our vision. This is what we are all about. It's not about services that we have, although that is important. It's about the stories of the people that are being changed. It's about your story. It's about my story. It's about our story. But what we have learned in this series is it's about more than that. Because the truth of the matter is you got a story. I got a story. We got a story. But when it really comes down to it, whose story is it? Everybody say it. It's his story. It's God's story that he is telling in you and in us and through us. In fact, this has kind of been the driving thought of this whole series is is our key kind of scripture is Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And this is what it says that Jesus. Jesus Christ is what? He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. That he's the author. He's the one telling the story. And all we've been doing in this series and in this campaign is we have decided to put down the pen and let God write our story. And today we're wrapping up this series, but God, I got to tell you guys, all right, this may be the end of the series, but it's only the beginning of the journey. Come on. It may be the end of this five weeks of sermons, but it's only the beginning of the journey. In fact, I told you from the very beginning that it's more than just a series that we're doing. It's actually a two year journey that we are taking together as a church. And I'm telling you in this two years, I believe that God is going to stretch us and grow us and build us and tell an amazing story through us to the end of this two years. We're going to look back and we are never going to be the same. Come on. How many believe that? Right. I believe it. And here's what I got to tell you, too, that at the end of the two years, guess what? We will be two years into the story, but even then it will only be the beginning. Because here's the deal. you got to understand this. It's more than just a sermon series. It's more than even just a journey that we're taking together through the two years. God wants to tell a story that will last forever. God wants to tell a never ending story. Now, maybe without the weird little dragon thing or whatever, but I remember that movie, right? But God wants to tell a story that'll last. God wants to tell a story that will be a legacy. Everybody say a legacy. God wants to tell a legacy story through you and through me. He wants us to live a life that will matter even after we're gone from this planet. In fact, the truth of the matter is I believe that God has placed a desire deep down inside every single man and woman. And the desire is this to live a life that will count for something. To live a life that that would be remembered. To tell a story that would be worth retelling. To live in such a way that even after we're gone from this planet, lives will still be impacted by the way that we live. Live a legacy. To tell a legacy story. In fact, I like what author and theologian Harold Kushner once said. In fact, if we can put that on the screen there, guys, let's look at it together. We don't have it on the screen. There it is. No, there it's not. I'll tell you what he said. He said this, I am convinced that it is not the fear of death 
that haunts our sleep so much as the fear that as far as the world is concerned, we might as well have never lived. And I think about that quote. And I think the truth is that for many of us deep down inside, the greatest fear of our life is not when we die. Our greatest fear is that when we die, that no one will even remember that we were here. That we will have lived in such a way that it was all about us. It was all about the here and now. It was all about what we could get from life. And, and God has a story that he wants us to tell, a legacy that he wants us to leave that would, that would last far beyond our time on this planet. That we would live in such a way that we would impact eternity forever. The truth of the matter is there's so many people that are living their lives for things that really aren't going to matter. It kind of reminds me of building a sandcastle. How many like to go to the beach? Come on, you like to go to the beach? Yeah, some of y'all weirdos like to go to the beach. You like sand in your ears and in your hair and you like cleaning that out for weeks and weeks. Hey, I like going to the beach too. And when you go to the beach, what does everybody want to do, especially if you have kids? You want to... Build a sandcastle, right? In fact, you work really hard to build. You build a moat around it. And you do all this stuff. In fact, how many of you ever seen those guys that build, the professional guys that build the sandcastle? It is incredible what they can do. They spend hours and hours and hours, sometimes even days building this for these. I mean, and you look at it, what they built. It's, it's unbelievable. But you know what's amazing? Is that they can spend all of that time building that thing out of sand. And one tide can come in and wash it all away. And I think, you know what, the truth is, there's a lot of people, that's exactly how they live their lives. They live their life building something that can be washed away in a moment. Oh, I'm going to live my life to build my bank account or to build my 401k or to build my reputation or to build my business or to climb up the ladder of success to build my online presence. Whatever it is that we are building and yet so many of the things that we build are only things that are temporary like sand castles that can be washed away in a moment's time. God has called us to live a life that will last beyond us, to tell a legacy story. In fact, I think this is what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 12. And now that will be on the screen for you. Let's read it together. It says, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be what? Everybody say it aloud. Will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. The scripture is saying, hey guys, whatever you build your life with, if you build your life with wood, hay, and straw, in a moment's time, it can be gone. But if you tell your story with things that will last, with gold, silver, precious stones, in that moment, you will have lived a life that will last beyond you. You will have lived for the things that are eternal. The truth is, if we're going to tell a legacy story, if we're going to build a legacy, we're going to have to use eternal materials. We're going to have to use things that will last. And I want to talk about it for just a minute today. If you've if you got your notes, I want you to see four things that, that are truly going to last. Four things that we should tell our story with, build our lives out of if we're going to leave this, this lasting legacy. The first one is this, is that you're going to have to build it upon bold conviction. Everybody say bold conviction. Now say it with some conviction. Come on, say it. Bold conviction, right? What is a conviction? You know what a conviction is? A conviction is a value that you build your life upon. It affects not just what you believe, but how you behave. Like when you really get down to convictions, you know what convictions are? They're who you are. They're what you build your life upon. And the truth is, there's all kinds of convictions in this world today. But I'll tell you this, there's only one kind of conviction that lasts. You know what it is? The convictions that are built upon the word of God. 
See, the truth is, when we think about things that are eternal, you know what is eternal? God's word is eternal. In fact, as we, as we study through the scripture, we see it in 2 John chapter 1 and verse 2. Look what it says. And the truth lives in us and will be with us, what? Forever. It lasts forever. Can I tell you guys, trends in this world will change. Popularity will change. Opinions will change. The most popular books and TV shows. Guess what? Those things are going to change. The theories will change. Ideology will change. But I'll tell you, there's one thing that does not change. The word of God, the truth of God's word does not change. And if we want to live a life that is a legacy that will last beyond us, here's what we've got to do. We've got to build our lives upon bold convictions from the word of God. In fact, the scripture says it like this in Isaiah 40 and verse eight, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. I'm telling you guys, if you want to make a difference with your life, here's what you do. You build your life upon things that will matter. You build your life upon the word of God. Guess what, guys? That's what we're all about here at LifeGate. In fact, this is our vision statement. You get right to the heart of our vision. And what is our vision? Changing lives in a changing culture with what? With the unchanging truth. This is what this is all about. That even though the culture is changing all around us, even though, even though the trends in this world are changing, even though the, idolo- the, the, the ideologies of this world are constantly changing, guess what? God's word never changes. And God's word is always changing lives. And the whole reason that we exist is to build godly convictions in our lives and in the lives of the people in our community and around the world. In fact, when we get right down to it, guys, that's what this campaign is about. It's about the word of God being built into the lives of people. Some people may say, well, this campaign's about buildings or it's about money or it's about all these different things. And when you get right down to it, I'll tell you what it's really about. It's about building God's word into the lives of the people in our community. This is why we give. This is what we do so that lives can be changed. And the only thing that can change lives is the word of God. It's why, it's why this is such a focus for us. It's why every year we give towards fire Bible so that Bibles can be translated because we know that if the Bible can get into the lives of others, it will change their lives. It's the reason that every year we teach you how to study and read your, your Bible. In fact, this last year we did the soap method. How many remember the soap method? Some of you are still doing it. We put the soap cards out there every week so that you, or every month so you can take them and read the Bible and know how to do it. In fact, just this last year, I got an, uh, an email a couple months ago from one of the ladies in the church. You know, she said, she said, you know, I've been in church all of my life, but I never really knew how to read my Bible. She said, I didn't even really have much a desire to do it because I'd try it and I didn't understand it. Anybody ever been there before? Right. She said, but something changed in me this year when you taught us the soap method. I began actually trying it and I would pray and ask God to speak to me before I read my Bible. I'd go through the soap thing. And she said, I'm reading my Bible every day. And not only am I reading my Bible every day, God is speaking to me every day. I've been in church all my life and have never experienced anything like this before. Pretty cool, right? This is what we're all about. Building our lives upon bold convictions. So everybody say bold convictions. Number two, if we're going to, if we're going to tell a story that will last, we got to tell a story that is built upon godly character. In fact, this is really what it's all about. Things that last forever are God's word, but you know what else lasts forever? You last forever. I last forever. 
People last forever. In fact, the scripture says it like this, that God planted eternity down into the hearts of people. And if we're going to live a life that, that lasts or, or leave a story or a legacy that lasts forever, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to invest our lives in people. We're going to have to invest our lives in helping people grow into godly character. And when you get right down to it, guys, this is God's purpose all along from the very beginning. You know, his purpose has been to make you into the image of his son. In fact, this is what the scripture says in Romans 8 and 29. It says, and God knew his people in advance and he did what? He chose them to what? Everybody say it aloud. To be like his son. Guess what, guys? It's the reason you exist. To grow into the image of Christ. To have the godly character of his son. It's the reason we exist as a church. To help you to grow into that image. To help you to grow in spiritual maturity and in godly character. In fact, it reminds me of a story I heard once about, about the great artist Michelangelo. How many know who Michelangelo is, right? He painted the Sistine Chapel. One of his most famous works was, was the Statue of David. I'm sure you've seen it before. And one time Michelangelo was asked about the statue and they said, this is an incredible work of art, such a masterpiece, such a, a beautiful thing. How in the world did you ever sculpt this sculpture from, this, from just a rock to be such a masterpiece? And Michelangelo Gave them a simple answer. He said, this is what I simply did. Chipped away everything that didn't look like David. And guess what, guys? That's what God wants to do in you. He wants to chip away every part of you that doesn't look like his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why we exist as a church. That's what this stories campaign is really all about. To, so that we can help people in our community and in this world come to relationship with Christ, to know him so that he can begin to transform them into his son. It's the reason we're asking you to make your commitments today. It's the reason we do what we do. It's the reason we have life groups. It's the reason we have men's group and women's group and all the things that we do come down to this. People's lives being changed, growing in godly character into the image of his son. If we're going to do something that lasts beyond us, we got to build our lives upon bold convictions. We got to build our lives upon godly character. Number three, write this one down. We've got to live our life for an eternal calling. Everybody say eternal calling. See, not only does God's word last forever, not only do people last forever. Guess what, guys? God's purposes prevail forever. In fact, the scripture says it like this in, in Romans 11 and 29. It says, for God's gifts and callings are what? Everybody say it, are irrevocable. You know what that means? It means the callings of God, they last forever. The scripture says it like this in Psalm 33 and verse 11. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. I'm telling you today that if you want to live your life for something that matters beyond you, you got to live your life for God's call. His purpose for you. And here's what I know here today. God has a purpose for every one of you. In fact, look at your neighbor. Tell him God has a purpose for you. He's got a calling for your life. Scripture says in Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses in all the scripture that God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and to give you a future. The scripture says it like this in Ephesians chapter two, that we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That God has a work for you to do. He has a purpose for you to fulfill. He has a calling for you to live in this life. Not just for the pastor. Not just for the pastoral staff. 
But for you, for every believer, the truth is, I think deep down inside as, as followers of Christ, I think we know that God has something for us. The problem is most of us don't know what it is. Come on, you ever been there before? Like, I know God wants me to do something, but I have no idea what it is. And I'll tell you, this is why the church exists. This is why we do what we do. To help you find your God-giving calling on this planet. It's the reason that every Sunday during the 1150 service, we have the life track class. In fact, today is week three. In week three, you know what we do? We help you to discover what are your gifts? What are your callings? What are your purposes? If you haven't gone through it, it's going to happen right after this at 1150 in the conference room. You need to go through it because you need to know what has God called me to do here on this planet? And this is what it's all about. If you're going to live a life that matters, it can't be about my calling what I want to do. It can't be about my purposes, how I want to live. It's got to be about what does God want to do through me? What are his purposes? It's not my story. It's his story that he wants to tell through me. That's what this campaign is really all about. It's all about being a place, building a place where more people can come to discover the purpose that God has for their life so that they can live out a legacy story. If we're going to leave a legacy, if we're going to tell a lasting story, we've got to build it upon bold conviction. We've got to tell it through godly character. We've got to live for an eternal calling. Number four, check this out. We're going to have to make an unselfish commitment. Guess what? This is what legacy is really all about. Like when you get down to it, leaving a legacy, living a legacy really means that I'm not living for me. You know what I'm living for? I'm living for those who will come behind me. It's an incredibly unselfish thing. In fact, it it reminds me of of the story of of David. You might remember him, great king that God used, man after God's own heart. And David had a dream in his heart, and his dream was to build a permanent place for the people of God to worship. In fact, to that point, to that time, the people of God had been nomadic, and they would travel around, and they had what was called a tabernacle. It was basically just a tent that they would put up, and they would worship, and then they would move, they would take it down, move to the next place, and put this tent up and worship. And David, David said, this right that God would not have a temple a, a place a permanent place where the people of God could come and worship him and so the desire the dream of his heart was to build that place and yet God did something something different in David's heart than you would than you would think in fact you would probably think that David such a great man of God such a great warrior such a great king would be the man that God would use to build that temple but that's not really the way that it worked actually David was only there to get the temple started The person who would actually build the temple would be one that would come after David, his son Solomon. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it in 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 6. And God said to me, talking about David, your son Solomon will build my temple in its courtyards. You have chosen, I have, for I have chosen him as my son and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom what? Last forever. Man, you think about a legacy. See, David had a dream in his heart, but here's what he understood. He understood that if it's a God dream, it's too big for just one generation. 
that it has to be passed down to the next generation. And David was unselfish. See, that's what legacy is about. Legacy says, hey, it's not just about me. It's not just about, I've got to do it all. It's not just about, I got to get all the credit for it. It's not just about, I want this from here, for me and for here and now. It's about realizing that, hey, there's others that are going to come after me and I'm going to live my life in such a way that it makes a difference, not just here, but it makes a difference even after I'm gone. You think about it. David could have selfishly said, no, I'm going to build the temple. But what did he do? He said, no. I'm going to make an unselfish sacrifice. I'm going to begin the work, but I'm going to pass it on to the next generation. I'm going to leave a legacy. And when you really think about it, David's greatest legacy was not the temple that was built. You know what his greatest legacy was? It was his son, Solomon, who was the next generation. And I'll tell you guys today, the greatest legacy that we're going to leave is not going to be about a building that we're going to build, although that's awesome. It's not going to be about services that we have on Sunday, although they're good. It's not going to be about sermons that we preach, although they're amazing. I'm just saying, you know, what it's going to be about, it's going to be about that next generation. It's going to be about what we leave for the generation coming behind us. In fact, that's what this campaign is really all about. You could say it's about building, building, you know, it's about, it's about leaving a legacy for the next generation. That's what, I mean, think about it. We're going to build a new auditorium out here. And guess what's going to happen to this auditorium? It's going to become next generation auditorium. That every Sunday, we're going to to be able to have fourth and fifth and sixth graders in this room learning how to worship God. You know, this whole building, guess what's going to happen? It's going to become all next generation. We're going to double the size of our nursery. We're going to have more space for our type town and and preschool kids. This whole building's going to become next generation because that's what we're all about. Come on. That's the legacy that we leave. And not just that, but we're going to build a new auditorium and it's going to be awesome to be able to worship in that new auditorium. Come on, isn't that going to be great? But guess what? It's not just about us being able to worship in that auditorium. You know what it's about? It's about generations that are going to come behind us that are going to be, even after we're gone, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, that auditorium still making a difference in this community and around the world as people are learning to have godly character and convictions and all of these things. That's what it's all about. That's our greatest legacy, what we leave long after we're gone. And can I tell you guys, we're here today because a legacy was left for us. This room we're sitting in right here, right now, is here because people before us gave and worked and sacrificed so that this auditorium could sit here. In fact, just a couple of years ago when we were doing the renovations of this building and the addition for our kids and whatever, I did a little research and I tried to find the pastor who built this building and was able to get connected with Pastor Adams. And so I called him on the phone and I said, first thing, one of the things we were looking for was we were looking for, you know, do you have any plans of what, you know, when you built the building or whatever so that we could use them for our, for our construction and, and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, oh, we didn't have any plans. We just drew it on a piece of paper. And, and that's how it happened in those days. And we just, we just built it. And it was an incredible story. This man and his son, the the man was the pastor and his son was the builder and the people of the church, they gave, I mean, they gave so much so that the building can be, could be built. In fact, they even many, much of the work they did with their, with their own hands. And I think about that and and the building was built in 1977. I was one year old when that happened. And I think about 
the sacrifice that they made and, and how they gave. And, the, and I think about when they were building that, man, when they were given in their offering, I'm sure they had a commitment Sunday like we got today. When they were given in that offering or when they rolled up their sleeves and they were, they were you know, hammering nails and doing the work and, and whatever. I, I don't think they probably even realized what they were doing. They probably didn't even imagine that, that 40 years later in 2017, people would be meeting in this building, not just once on a Sunday, three times on a Sunday, that over 500 people would be still being impacted by what they did 40 years ago. I doubt they ever imagined that on Easter Sunday, there'd be five services, a thousand people. I doubt they ever imagined the people in the world that are being impacted by the missions giving and the things that we do together as a church. They were just thinking, man, I want to give because I believe in what God wants us to do. But they were leaving a legacy that we are now reaping the benefit of. And guess what, guys? We have that same opportunity to leave a legacy Something that will last far beyond us. Not just a building, but something that will impact the next generation and the generation after that. That maybe one day, 40 years from now, the pastor will stand up and get kind of fired up like I just did and say, guess what? We're here today because those people in 2017, they made an unselfish commitment. They decided they wanted to live their life for things that would matter long beyond them. They wanted to build their life upon the convictions of God's word. They wanted to use their life to make sure they were growing in godly character and helping other people grow into the character and the nature of Christ. They wanted to use their life for a God calling, not just for what the world says you ought to live for. They want to live for my calling for their life. And they were willing to sacrifice so that the legacy could be left. And we're here today because of it. That's my question for you today. Who's going to be in that room 30 years from now because of what you did today, because of the commitment you made today? We've been challenging you all this, this last month to pray. In fact, we said, hey, just get involved in the plot. Just pray. That's the P. As you pray, we did 21 days of prayer. Today's day 21. Come on, right? You did those 21 days of prayer. You prayed. And, and then we said, just get in the plot. The L is just listen. Would you just listen to what God would say? And as you prayed, God has been speaking to your heart. He's been telling you what you need to do and what you need to commit and what you need to give. And then we said, the O is just obey. Whatever God speaks, would you just, would you just obey? Today's the opportunity to do that. And then when you write that on your commitment on that card, then you're just going to trust. You're going to trust God to provide it. That's get in the plot of the story that God is telling. And some of you go, I just don't know if I can do it. It's just too much. And this is what I said. Just take one step up wherever you're at. Just step one step up in the story. Maybe some of you are here today and financially you haven't been giving anything. Just step up. And this, over this next two years, give something. Some of you, you're already giving something, but you're not very consistent in that. Here's what I'd say. Just step up to just start being consistent in your giving. Make it a part of your, of your monthly or your weekly, whatever it is, a part of your budget. Just do that consistently. Others of you, you're already giving consistently. And here's what I'd challenge you to do. Actually be a real tither. Like actually do 10% of that. Others of you, you're already tithing and you're already doing that 10%. I would say step up. Maybe you just say over this next two years, we're going to do 11% or 12% or 15% or 90%. I don't know, whatever, you know. And just take one step up and see what God will do as you just begin to trust him and obey him. 
You know, we've kind of taken our model for this campaign from really from the building of the temple. When David began the work on building the temple, you know what he did? First of all, he stood up and said, this is what I'm going to give from my own personal treasury as the leader. And then he called together all the leaders, all the people in his court and said, what are you going to give? And they said, this is what we're going to do. And then from there, they brought the whole congregation, the entire nation together and all the nation decided to give what they were going to give. And in this campaign, this is what we what we're doing, modeling it right after David building the temple. Amber and I have prayed and listened. We're obeying, trusting God. We have a number in our head that we've written down on, on that card. I tell you, it's, it's a scary number. Our job, I feel like, is to lead the way in this. And it's going to be a, take faith. It's going to take a sacrifice for us to do. There's some stuff we've given up, some stuff that we'd like to do now that we're not going to do. Because for the next two years, this is our focus. And we've made that commitment. Then you know what we did? We gathered together all the leaders and all of the, the pastor's council and so many of the, so many of the, the, kind of the top leaders in the church and said, what, what can you do? Our staff. And they begin to make their commit, uh, commitments. And I'm excited to be able to tell you today that from those leaders and staff, and it's not even all of them, but just those that have been able to get their commitments in so far, we've already got over the next two years committed $411,000. Come on, right? That's pretty awesome. And now we're saying, guys, it's your turn. We're making the sacrifice. The leaders are making the sacrifice. It's going to take an unselfish commitment to say, I'm not just living for here and now. I'm living for the difference that I can make in the next generation and in the generations to come. I want to live my life for something that will matter. I want to build my life on godly conviction. I want to build my life on godly character. I want to build my life living for an eternal calling. I'm willing to make some unselfish commitments. Sure.